Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist for me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. A little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, is mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with the Stanley Cup champions! This podcast is all over social media, so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also, the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Hey, Noel, it's Friday, so you know what that means. Top 5 Friday! Yes, indeed. So we'll be going over our top five lists a little bit later in the show, as we do. But first, you're not going to believe this. We're going to start off with the Eastern Conference leading Washington Capitals. Who? They play on ice or something. I, I don't know. I can't really explain. But, you know, we really don't talk enough about them and how well, honestly, they're doing this season. But, you know, we all really know if you listen to sports talk radio, they talk about the Caps during the playoffs. I mean, in reality, but we're going to right now because we got some interesting stuff. But we do promise you, though, we will be talking about them prior to the playoffs, which is happening soon, and then also during the playoffs. So we'll make sure we do that. No, I mean, I want to. I've been pushing for it, so we'll get there. We'll get there. All you diehard Caps fans, just hold out. Hold out a little bit longer. But in the meantime... In the meantime, let's get to the big story this week where Caps forward Tom Wilson, if you don't know how this started, he uh, cross-checked the shit out of... uh, Pavel Buchnevich I mean, in the nice. back of the head before slamming the helmetless Artemi Panarin to the ice and punching him in the face, which sideline Panarin for the rest of the season. That must have been a hell of a shot, man. Those hockey players can take a hit. You knock someone out. <laughs> Tom Wilson, man, he's, he's no, a goon. No, man, he is. He is. I love it. So what's interesting about this, Wilson was assessed a double minor for roughing and a 10-minute misconduct by the refs. He then proceeded to to flex in the penalty box with his jersey off, (laughs) and he was able to come back in the game 10 minutes later. So good. So keep in mind, if if you're not a big hockey guy, Wilson has a bit of a track record, and he's been suspended by the league five times, but in this case, the NHL only fined him $5,000, which is the max that you can find somebody. No, that's the max they can get fined, but I can't believe he didn't get suspended. Without suspending somebody, that's the max. That yeah, they yeah, find, I understand. Right? I think it would have been more suitable for him to be suspended versus a measly $5,000 fine for that. And, and I'm a Caps fan. I thought it was great, but still. Well, the Rangers agreed with you on this <laughs> they one. All. Did. They so. sure did. <laughs> so in response to the season-ending ass-beating, the Rangers made a statement, quote, The New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of these types of acts that we find it shocking that the NHL and their Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. 
Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to Artemi Pararin and will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as a dereliction of duty by NHL head of player safety George Peros and believe he is unfit to continue in his current role. Damn. The ball's on these guys, huh? I understand making a statement. Teams make them all the time on bad calls, so on and so forth. I think really where the $250,000 fine came is when they called out George Peros. That's really where it was because that was a statement that the NHL came back with, like basically fuck off. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like putting in writing that a particular ref fucked you or something. You know what I mean? And you can't do that. You can't do that. And you're saying that this guy's unfit to do his job. (laughs) What kind of craziness is this? What fucking idiot. So yeah, like you said, they they fined those fuckers $250,000. I think they deserved it. It's a good chunk of of change. (laughs) It really is. I think they they were justified to make the comments. I just... I think they got way too specific. Absolutely. That was their issue. Whoever wrote that's a moron. Right. And if they didn't think that something was coming down on them, then they're completely delusional. So, But there's more. So the Caps played the Rangers again on Wednesday, and six separate fights broke out to start the game. (laughs) Both teams combined for 72 penalty minutes during this game. And something I found kind of interesting, and, and, you know, hockey teams will do this if they know that they got some kind of a problem with the other team. They just started their bottom six to open the game, knowingly just to beat the living shit out of each other. it's great how they just lined up on each side. They're like, (laughs) as soon as it started, it was just, go. And the ref just cleared. You were talking about Tom Wilson needing to be suspended on this. I, I don't necessarily agree. He's done a lot worse than this. <laughs> it, you can say the players were defenseless and everything, but it was a hockey play. And yes, the fact that he has a history, sure. But he's gotten suspended for way less than this based strictly off of his because he's nuts he's fucking nuts this guy and i think a lot of this has to do with the fact that the playoffs are coming up no no absolutely i totally agree with you there matt but his past history i don't think isn't why i'm making that determination that he potentially should have at least been suspended for one game it's the fact that another player is out for the season because of it yeah the rangers are done anyway they got three games i know i know but still that's the correlation that i'm putting together a lot of times these type of penalties, whether it be financially or especially on suspensions, they base it also off of the injury of the player that they did it to. If it's a season-ending injury, that's the only reason. If it were just a, a knockout, boom, done, even if they wanted to give him a $5,000 fine, fuck it, who cares? But the fact that the guy was out for the remainder of the year, where I think that he could have been suspended for a game. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, he punched him in the face. Yeah. So if you don't want to get punched in the face, don't get involved. Move. Yeah. I mean, you're not... (laughs) The cross-check happened, the back of the head, and then this asshole came around and tried to start some shit and defend his boy. He said, okay, well, I'm just going to break your fucking face then. (laughs) I know. I mean, that's what happened. So if, if you think you're a big shot and can handle Tom Wilson, then, you know, it's up to you. That's your decision. And he made a decision, and now he paid for it. Yeah, it's just like Tyson. Everybody's got to play it until you get punched in the face. And he literally got punched in the face. (laughs) One shot. One shot. Later. Boom. Done. Yeah, so. The Capitals are, that are an enjoyable team to watch. The NHL loves them. They don't love Tom Wilson. No, no, no. I'm saying that fans, even outside of the D.C. area, like to watch the Capitals. And they want to keep that team intact. They're playing well right now. And that played a factor in it that playoffs are a few games out. We're not going to ruffle anything. Rangers are done. Screw it. They're on the yeah. $5,000 fine to move on with our day. But if this was midseason, they probably would have. They probably would have, yeah. 
exactly. few games. But he's got to be smarter about this shit. You know, he's a repeat offender five times. You're on the cusp of the playoffs here. They could not afford lose it. this guy. Yeah. They can't afford it. And they've lost him before, and it's definitely cost them. Well, at least it happened now. Get it out of the way. Get it out of your system. It was an NHL record, by the way, on fights, yeah. which is good. Another record broken, which is good. And <laughs> hopefully the Caps got it out of their system. Rangers got nothing to lose. They beat the shit out of them again. Great. Move on. Literally and figuratively. I just find it so ridiculous how petty the Rangers are about this whole thing. Yeah, that happened. But would they have been like that if just, say, I don't know, Alex Ovechkin knocked one of their guys out for the season? Probably not. None of that would have happened. But it's Tom Wilson. So he's he's out there to hurt people, all that shit. It's stupid and it shouldn't be placed directly on that guy. What he did was honestly not that bad. Well, yeah, I think in these teams, it's not just Wilson's history. It's the history between these two teams. They do go back a bit with physical play and fights. I was fine with the fights in the next game. I'm just surprised the organization took it that personally. I don't have a problem with a player taking it personally. Fuck you. Next time I go out, I'm going to take your knee out. I don't have right. an issue with that. If you took my guy out, I'm going to take your guy out. And that's standard protocol. And that's standard protocol. But where the Rangers decided to send out this like petition you know, to get this guy canned, fuck you. <laughs> so ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's just so dumb. Sick of competing against thousands of professional bettors with algorithms? What about spending all day analyzing salary caps and lineups using other daily fantasy sites? Then you should try Monkey Knife Fight. Amazing name, by the way. I've used most, if not all the other sites, and trust me, I just stop because I don't have time to put all that work in. MKF is easy to play. MKF offers all of the major sports plus UFC, golf, esports, soccer, college basketball, NASCAR. You can pretty much bet on anything your little heart desires. MKF offers fun contests that are super easy to play. For example, there's a game called More or Less. Simply pick more or less on different player props. Think Patrick Mahomes. Will he go over his 288.5 yard number? Select more. Think Lamar Jackson. Will he stay under his 212.5 yard number? Select less. Get both right and win. Simple, right? We're getting old. The less we have to think about, the better. I've been using this site personally for the last few months, and it's so user-friendly. And honestly, it's made me actually care about what happened in, for example, the Rockets' Magic game the other night. Quite possibly the least interesting game in the NBA this year. So go to monkeyknifefight.com and use our promo code BELTWAY, and you get a free $5 game just for signing up. No strings attached, I promise. You also get a first-time depositor bonus, which they cover 100%. Deposit $10, you get $10 free. Deposit $100, you get $100 free. This offer is not going to last long, so tap the link in the episode description and sign up, again, using our promo code BELTWAY. So easy, even a drunk monkey could do it. So moving on, if you're listening to this, more than likely, you're at the very least a passionate fan of one of the DC sports teams or what the fuck are you doing here? But on today's installment of this Top 5 Friday, we are going over our list of top five craziest sports fans. So these are fans, <laughs> fans who have taken their fandom to a level most won't dare to go. All right. So let's get it going here. You ready to let's go? Let's do it. All right. So what is your number five? All right, so my number five starts with, uh, it's an oldie but goodie. 
Mm -hmm. Does everybody remember Anna Kornikova? Uh, I would say that I do. <laughs> I, I remember her I in my dream. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she was pretty solid. Pretty solid. It's nice pretty little good. thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this guy was, he thought more of her than just that. This guy was basically a stalker. Um, he, he acted upon his obsession. I yeah, he did. Seen. So in 2005, police arrested wet and naked drifter William Lepesca. He was sprawled out on a pool chair three houses down from Anna Kornikova's house. Mm -hmm. When they took him into custody, he was screaming, Anna, save me! <laughs> was he Russian? I guess. Anna, save... I mean, I don't <laughs> well, know. You're just assuming that he's got the Russian accent? <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, she's Russian. Maybe, yeah, you know, they... They, they all I stick don't know. together. I don't know if it was in Russia. I don't know if she had her Florida home. I don't know. But And the police noted an Anna tattoo on his right bicep. As expected. He was sending letters on a, on a daily basis to her. But the Anna save me. This guy, <laughs> Anna I could save just, me. Could you just picture this? This guy sprawled out naked on a pool chair. Was he police naked? Is that, is that official? They said he was sprawled out on a pool chair naked. All right. Well, there you go. I guess naked he was. Naked drifter is what they call him, <laughs> naked, actually. You're right. You did say that. <laughs> so what is being three houses down naked in a pool chair going to help you with getting Anna? Well, and maybe he was thinking about it logically that he was far enough away that he wouldn't get in trouble. Ah. Uh, you know? In his okay. own he was psychotic in, mind. They said he had to stand 100 feet away. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's, maybe he had size 12s and he was just walking, you know, did the 100 feet. Boom, 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 boom. And he got there. And, and he then was he like, stripped down. He said, yeah, he ah, said, there happens to be a chair right here. <laughs> this Perfecto. Will work. This, this works perfectly. Anna, save me. <laughs> I just picture that the police dragging this guy off naked, just screaming that. Oh. Well, good for him. I, I hope it all worked out for him. I would say that's pretty fanatical. And that's only my number five. Yes. So my number five, you know, it's not that funny, but I would say that it's pretty sad. And this guy's a fucking loser. But this guy, Boston Red Sox super fan, as they call him, Donnie Murphy. Um, so the MLB offseason is what? Uh, three weeks? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, four months, something like that. But this guy was standing out outside of Fenway Park literally every single day awaiting the start of the regular season. He had nothing better to do except stand outside of Fenway Park. For like a hundred days. Yeah. Just like a I fucking loser. Licking the windows or whatever he's doing. <laughs> Who do you think is going to give you the a tip of the cap on that? You think the Red Sox fit on players give a shit? No, of course not. No. Do you like, think what, they're going to feel bad for you and let you like climb the green monster or something? Like, I don't know, know what they do. They walk in to the building and they're like, oh, that idiot's over there again. Yeah. That's Makes exactly you... what they think. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, you fucking loser. You're not a kid. Hey, yeah. everybody that are fans, before we continue on real quick, adult fans are not the same as kids fans. When you go to training camp or whatever it is, and yes. you act fanatical, you're a loser. I was in high school when I was acting like that at training camp, okay? And <laughs> you want to continue? or I've, I've grown since My then. point is, when you go in there, don't act like a kid. You're a grown man. Agreed. Or a grown woman. That's all. And you standing outside for 100 days, like, what are you trying to get out of it? Are you just trying to make a point that you can do it? My point is, get a fucking job. <laughs> well, he said he didn't have much else to do. That was his reasoning behind it. So, hey, I wish I was in that situation. That'd be real nice. But I, I mean, sure as fuck wouldn't stand outside of FedEx Field every day for the rest of my life. Absolutely. If I was to the point now where I didn't have to work anymore. <laughs> That's where you're going to go? 100 days? 
I guess it didn't cost Man, any money. I'm not saying that I would kick ass every single day. A lot of it would be sitting on my ass doing nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. But it sure as hell isn't going to be on some in front of shithole Fenway Park on some <laughs> street corner. Well, anyway. All right. So um, what's your number four, Noel? My number four is probably a lot of people I know have heard this one, but it, it's just nuts. This guy was was bonkers to be this creative to decide that this is what you wanted to do. Speaking of time on your hands, you got to have some. This is Harvey Updike. He's the roll damn tide guy. Ah, yes. So this guy's a diehard Alabama fan. Alabama lost to Auburn in the Iron Bowl. Mm -hmm. Auburn has two big trees. I don't know. They were like 100 years old or whatever. And Auburn has a tradition. They throw the toilet paper on them before every game or whatever. This guy decided to poison those two trees. As he should have. He had every right and all. I mean, I guess they're there. Why not do it? <laughs> so he goes on a radio show and the Paul Feinbaum show and says this to them. So they call the authorities and I'm telling you, it was all over the news. Auburn is trying to bring in people from all walks of life, every corner of the globe in order to try to save these two cherished trees. Were they redwoods? What the what the fuck were they? They have redwoods I in Alabama, know. right? Whatever their indigenous trees are, there they were old <laughs> weeping willows. Yeah, the weeping. Yeah, whatever the hell they are. So this guy proceeded to poison them, and they had to get rid of them. So that was his big claim to fame, and the famous when he got off the air, he said, "Roll damn tide," and hung up the phone, and then he went to jail. I'm sure, he had a IQ level of what twelve. Roughly. I mean, that that's pretty high in Alabama, though, I think. Hey, he knew chemical <laughs> balance and, and herb, he, he's, herb, he's going herbology for or whatever in order to poison two big-ass <laughs> trees. I don't know how to do that. You got to give him that. That's true. Eh, Google can learn how to build, you know, pretty much yeah, anything. He even yeah. build outdoor benches. Outdoor sofas. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's an amazing thing. All right. So my number four is Vasco da Gama, which is a Brazilian soccer team. So there was a super fan that apparently threatened to jump to his death from the stadium after it was announced that the team had been demoted from Brazil's top division. And keep in mind, out of 110 years in this Brazilian league's uh, history, only four teams have been demoted. This was very tough on him. Well, okay then. Then I understand his point. (laughs) (laughs) So he was doing the old standing there at the stadium and looking down and saying, this is it. There's, there's no reason to live anymore. And he didn't actually die. The police eventually talked him down. But you got to be a nutcase for that to have upset you that much. Now, I'm thinking about this. What if, like, Washington, the football team, was demoted to, like, I don't know, the XFL or something? That would that'd be pretty tough. I wouldn't threaten to kill myself I just wouldn't it. watch him you anymore, know. probably. That would be the extent of it. You know, just fucking jump. Just, just, just do, do, do us all a damn favor. favor. There has to be s- something left in natural selection. There just has to be. If you're that invested in sitting in front of a stadium or jumping off a stadium because your team, the team's not gone. You're still going to go to the games. You're depressed for the moment. It sucks. But you're that invested. I love Washington. I love their sports teams. But damn, man, you're a sad case. What's sadder, threatening to jump off a stadium or standing outside of Fenway Park every day on the offseason? I don't really know. Because that guy probably, if that happened, he'd probably kill himself or threaten to kill himself, too. At least in the Vasco da Gama guy, that was a one-hit wonder. You know, he went up there, 
He had a moment of weakness, hopefully. He didn't do it, so he sobered up. This guy drew out a hundred fucking days. He sat there every right. day. I think that guy's more of a loser. I think they're both are, but the Vasco da Gama guy, <laughs> at least it was one and done if he did it. Yeah, agreed. All right, so let's move on to number three. What's yours, Noel? All right, now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. The other okay. ones were kind of just, you know... Appetizers? Just way too invested in, like, emotionally, you know, stalkers, suicidal people, guys with nothing better to do. Well, there were people on the list that literally killed opposing teams' uh, fans, so we, we decided not get that dark. Yeah, we're not way. getting that deep. <laughs> I mean, those guys are just... But this one, number three, this is a Tim Tebow one. Oh, a Tim Tebow one. Yeah. This guy decided to walk into a, a tattoo parlor and get a tattoo of Tim Tebow on him. Well, what's now, wrong with that? People do that shit. That's fine. Okay, I'll give you that. I think it's He's absolutely a good looking guy. You know, I think it's absolutely it. pathetic. <laughs> but you do you. That's not the worst part of it. He got Tim Tebow as a centaur. <laughs> now. I don't know if everybody knows what a centaur is, so I'll explain it to you. Please. It's a half man, half horse. Okay? So it's got Tebow's wonderful abs and head. Sure. On a horse body. His chiseled chin and everything. I mean... Well, hold on. Yeah. Tim Tebow is a bit of a religious man, right? Hardcore. I don't think he would approve of such things. Isn't that like Greek mythology? <laughs> That's the real fake stuff. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> It's mythology now. At some point in time, it was the real shit. Right. Now it's just lore. <laughs> you know, now you can put it on like Avengers movies. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I don't think if he showed that to Tim Tebow, uh, he'd probably like scream like, you know, Flanders when he saw like a decapitated head. <laughs> <laughs> and he drew this himself. The, the tattoo guy said he went in there and he already had made the art. So this guy was ready to go. This wasn't a drunken night. Of him saying, you know what? I'm so freaking excited Tim Tebow is on this football team. I've got to do something. I've got to pay tribute to this man. No, he sat down and he drew this thing and goes in there, slaps it down on the table and says, I want that. The Tebow tar? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's permanent. Yeah, there's a lot of fans with stupid tattoos, like people that had, that aren't on this list, but like would put, I think a Texans fan did the Super Bowl logo that the Texans won the Super Bowl in the middle of the playoffs and they didn't win, obviously. Didn't win. <laughs> I, I mean, I could even see a woman getting a Tebow centaur, but a man? Yeah, it's, That's about as weird as it gets. Anyway, go ahead. I'm Byron Kerr, your host for the Curly W Podcast. Join me on the Curly W for the very latest on the Washington Nationals. We'll give you an inside look as to what's happening with the Nats right now and give you also a chance to visit with Nats players and coaches, present and past, to tell you what it's like and what they hope to accomplish with the Nationals. From Fredericksburg to Nats Park, West Palm Beach to Rochester, Wilmington to Harrisburg, it's all Nats baseball. Subscribe to Curly W wherever you get your podcasts. Another great show from Empire Media. Hello, it's Tyler Roman, former NFL scout and host of the Roman on the League podcast. Every week, I update my mock draft that not only looks at the best players available, but the needs for all first-round teams. The draft board keeps changing with all the movement this year, so tune into my show, Roman Around the League. That's R-O-M-A-N Around the League podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and check out all of the great shows from Empire Media. Empire. All right. Very good, Noel. So my number three is, there was a fan, a Lions fan, 
who actually called in a bomb threat. So ironically, this guy's name was Sean Payton, of all things. <laughs> no, not that Sean Payton. But they actually were playing the Saints, who obviously Sean Payton is the coach, which, you know, just a happy coincidence, I guess. So this Lions fan, Sean Payton, was seeing the Lions losing. And so the fan decided to make a call (laughs) threatening to blow up the building. It had 73,000 fans inside, of course. And he later made a second call, hoping to get the message to the Saints coach, warning him of, quote, severe consequences if his team kept winning. (laughs) Um, So he he apparently felt really bad, this Lions fan, Peyton, and he actually received three years of probation as well as 60 days of home confinement. But he felt bad, is what he said. He was repenting over his actions and realized the error of his ways. He's very lucky a lot worse didn't happen. Hell yeah. I mean, severe... Look... We all want our teams to win. Oh, man. But to throw out a bomb threat, I mean, that's next level shit. How many times have I told you, Matt, that if, yeah, I, I know if, you're the, going if the Cowboys and the Eagles were in like the same stadium, I wouldn't mind it imploding. <laughs> I would be perfectly fine. And the fans are just casualties of war. Well, it'd have to be in Philly, though, right? Or, or Dallas, there's I more. Don't give a sh- yeah, that freaking monstrosity of a stadium <laughs> they have in Dallas. You know, Jerry Jones loves that thing. That would be probably good, too. Well, it'd be probably better if he wasn't in there so he could actually see the, see the horrors. See it happening? Yeah. Well, he's in the club seat, so maybe the field would go down first, <laughs> and he'd see it gradually, level by level, going down, and he has his hands on the glass. <laughs> no! Hey, kind of a smart move. I don't know <laughs> at the time, I guess, if it worked. You know, if you see your team getting your ass kicked, you're like, damn, man, what can I do to make this to help this squad out? Think it outside the box, you know? Absolutely. But again... It's just sports. You're watching the game on TV. You picked up to him. Beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> this is Sean Payton. I need to speak with Sean Payton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He tried. He failed. And he learned his lesson and he learned his line. About. You know, that's important. We all have to learn from our mistakes. We do. So what's your number two, Noel? Oh, numero dos. Mm-hmm. So this is an instance in the wake of the BCS championship game. Mm-hmm. These Bama boys, let me tell you. Yeah, fucking geniuses, those So guys. this guy, Brian Downing, uh, he spotted an LSU fan who was passed out outside of a restaurant on Bourbon Street. Commonplace, right? Sure. Partying, umbrellas, beads, <laughs> booze. Jazz. Jazz. <laughs> His first thought was to drop trowel and urinate on the fan. He saw him, he had LSU garb on, and he said, Perfect opportunity, son. I got to piss anyway. Might as well piss on him. Beast. This one, I mean, (laughs) it takes some balls, but still. The kicker is, though, he recorded this and posted it on YouTube. Yep. So he didn't give a fuck. Nope. And he was proud of himself. But um, you can't get much lower than pissing on another man. I mean, that's a... That is. That's... That's a beast move. And I would like to see what the guy really did. But that was actually my number one. You know, he was arrested and charged with sexual battery for lewd assault. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> as he I should. Mean, I guess for some people, it is a sexual act. Right. And I actually have a funny story on this. I don't know if anybody, if I've even said this before, I went to West Virginia for like a year when I first got out of, out of high school. So in the dorm rooms, my old roommate, who I ended up living with sophomore year, he told me this story. He was actually roommates 
with the fourth or fifth string kicker at West Virginia. And this guy was a total douchebag. You know, he thought he was the shit because he was on the team, this and that. <laughs> so this guy, he was annihilated, walks into uh, <laughs> he walks into his dorm room. They're on bunk beds. He has the top and the, the, the kicker has the bottom. He walks in annihilated and just starts pissing on him <laughs> while he's sleeping. <laughs> He was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Kick this bitch. <laughs> Said it was a crowning achievement in his life. Oh, and, man. And he didn't do jack shit. He was, and he was like, basically, what the fuck are you going to yeah, do? So, hey, man. You're going to do about shit it, happens. football player. You're lucky I didn't bend over and do the other one. <laughs> There's a lot awesome. of weird shit going on there. But man. yeah, just unloaded right on him. That's <laughs> <was> awesome. So, <laughs> Oh, yes. So what's so, what's your uh, what's your number two? So my number two, Philadelphia Phillies fan Matthew Clemens. So he was arrested at Citizens Bank Park after he allegedly vomited on an off-duty police officer and on his eleven-year-old daughter. It's <laughs> <is> pretty fucked <laughs> up. And um, he did this on purpose. The reason they say this is because he was actually gagging himself <laughs> over them. <laughs> This is my number one, by the way. Oh, I I mean, it was one A and one B. Honestly, absolutely the the pissing and the puking. I mean, it's always radio gold. (laughs) So, um, like I said, though, he was he was gagging himself. So that's how the officer knew that. And and there were other witnesses that saw him do this. Another one who unloaded bodily fluids on on them. This time on an eleven year old child. How did it get to the point? I understand you're drunk. Okay, we've all been there. But how did he get to the point and encounter this guy and his daughter that he decided, you know what? I don't know if there was an altercation or what brought this on. That he decided, you know what? This is a good opportunity for me to shove my finger down my throat and projectile vomit on a cop and his kid. (laughs) You think the cop looked over him like, what the fuck is he doing? He's like, and then is he doing what I think he's doing? And then as you realize what he's doing, it's over. It's done by then. Oh, my God. That's That's so funny. What would you rather be? Pissed on when you're annihilated or puked on when you're sober? Am I totally passed out and Um, somebody pisses on me? You're you're coherent. I know that it happened. Yeah, you're aware that it happened. Oh, man, that's so hard. (laughs) That's so... I'd probably rather be puked on when I was sober. Because then I'd... No, no. Hear, hear me out. All right, all right. I'd rather probably be puked on when I was sober. Reason being is because I'd be of, of sound mind to beat the shit out of the person <laughs> after it happened. If I'm passed out kind of and, and just have my eyes available to me to see this guy urinating on me, there's nothing I can really do to resolve the issue. <laughs> You're just when like, I'm puked oh. on, I'm like, what the fuck did this guy do? And then you just form tackle his ass and beat the shit out of him. Okay. How about sober on both? Piss or vomit? <laughs> I don't. Where are we gonna? What rabbit hole are you going down? I don't know. I, I would think I'd rather be pissed on than puked on. I don't know. It de- I, and it, it also it, depends on the chunkiness of the vomit. I think. Oh gosh, this is going deep. <laughs> this well, is going deeper than the guy's fingers went down his throat. <laughs> you know, just just a thought. You know, I'm just working in hypotheticals here. <laughs> all right. So um, that's everything. I right? think that's it. I think, I, wow. I think that capped it off. Man, we never have two of the same. Come on, man. It was so hard to pick which the, ones were going to be two and one. Those you know? were no-brainers. And, and of course, they just skyrocketed right to the top as soon as I saw them. <laughs> it, was, it was lock. Well, that'll, that'll do it. I think that... <laughs> I think that's all that needs to be said, Noel. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this episode then. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. 
Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Also, on the DC Podcast app. Don't forget about that. We are on there along with all the Empire Media shows. So please download that immediately. It's fantastic. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great weekend, and we will see you on Tuesday.